Well, hello there, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here for uh, a very short, abbreviated episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. Uh, I'm having trouble with my sinuses and allergies and some other bullshit. I've been sick on and off for the past uh, three weeks, and I don't know uh, what the fuck is wrong. So uh, I have no co-host. I have no guest. You just have me for about 20 minutes or so, so I'm going to get some shit off my chest. And then we will move on and uh, reconvene next week. Uh, but I do want to thank our wonderful sponsors, Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. If uh, you're looking for a great insurance agent, especially when you're looking local, you want someone local that knows Kansas City and that knows you, knows the community, you want Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. Uh, he kicks ass. Literally, he will kick your ass. Uh, and so, uh, Patrick Carter, KCFarmersAgent.com. Also, CBD American Shaman. Go to CBDAmericanShaman.com and look at their wonderful line of products, including vapes and edibles and all kinds of good shit that'll make you feel better about yourself and the world that we live in. Uh, and when you consume the wonderful products from CBD American Shaman, this podcast sounds and looks better. So, please do it. Uh, and also, uh, our good friends at uh, KC Grilling Company, brand new addition to the uh, to the family here at Hot Mike with SSJ. And so I want to remind you that uh, KC Grilling Company is located in Olathe uh, at 159th in Merlin, and they have everything for your backyard barbecue project. They have a professional staff of award-winning pitmasters. They can answer any of your barbecue questions. I got a smoker there. And I'm very excited to start using it this summer. You can stop by and check out uh, KC Grilling Company or go online, kcgrillingco.com. That's kcgrillingco.com. Okay, first things first, The uh, one of the most popular guests that we've had on the podcast over uh, the last several months, of course, is my former producer, Jake Gutierrez, who uh, abruptly left Union Broadcasting and Sports Radio 810 and Kansas City. He moved into a fucking cabin in Colorado. Uh, no one is totally sure why. We've had some updates from him via Zoom. Uh, it looks very uh, unibomberish to me, uh, but that's, you know, that's not for me to say. Um, but he likes to wear hoods and sunglasses and has a long beard, whatever. Uh, the same could be said for me, really. So Jake moved to a cabin and is... Uh, completing his book, writing his book. We've been patiently waiting for since the Chiefs Buccaneers Super Bowl when he left uh, work for a month to write the book. It's now going to be finished. And he actually has a, uh, he has a website you can go to, samuraiofsoul.com, samuraiofsoul.com, where you can reserve a copy of Jake's book. Uh, and so we're very excited to get our hands on this. Uh, if he mentioned me in this book, it better be in a really fucking favorable light or I will sue him. Uh, and that is uh, not a joke. And so the point is, Lance Sandage is my attorney. So Lance, if you're out there, uh, be ready to uh, file a lawsuit. Anyway, uh, Jake is uh, finishing his book and he is going to be in studio with us in a couple of weeks as a special guest to update us on his life, how the, uh, how the book looks. And now that it's completed, 
and uh, everything else that he's doing. And so we thought, because everywhere I go, I'll get some uh, someone that comes up to me that listens to the show and they'll ask me, hey, where's Jake? Or how is Jake? Was all that shit really true? Does he really uh, think that Paul McCartney died uh, 40 years ago? Uh, does he really not believe the Titanic sank? Uh, is he really uh, never going to pay taxes again? Uh, does he really not believe his birth certificate is legit? Uh, does he really drink his own piss? A lot of questions are asked to me. I don't know the answers to any of them. And so we have set up an email, hotmic at 810whb.com, H-O-T-M-I-C, hotmic at 810whb.com, A-J-A, ask Jake anything, hotmic at 810whb.com, submit your questions for Jake. I cannot guarantee you he will answer every one of them. I cannot guarantee you that I will ask every one of them, but uh, I'll do my best. And if you have questions about Jake, what he's doing, whether he can really talk to uh, talk to the dead, whether he can uh, truly levitate, as he's a lot of what else has he said he fucking does? I don't know. A lot of shit he says. And so if you have any questions about any of these very uh, bold claims, wild claims that he's made here on Hot Mike with SSJ, we encourage you to submit your questions uh, to the email address hotmike at 810whb.com. I'll pick out the five best questions and I'll hook you up maybe with uh, a gift card to CBD American Shaman or Casey Grilling Company. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll hook you up. We'll take care. I can't give you free insurance or Patrick Carter will say, fuck this. That's not what I signed up for, but I can get you a gift card. There's no gift card for insurance, but I can get you a gift card, maybe to Casey Grilling Company or uh, CBD American Shaman. If like, I'll pick the five best ones. Okay. And so anything that you wanted to ask. And so, and, and here's the, uh, the other important thing to come out of this. Quit fucking asking me. Cause I don't know. And when P I go to her, Hey, come here. I got one thing to ask you. Well, what about Jake? Fuck, I don't know. He's in, I don't he's in he's in Colorado. You you saw the podcast where I was on there with him. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was blindsided by everything. So he left. But what I can tell, what I can report to you is he's doing well. He is uh still up to some bizarre shit. Um I I I believe he's still a citizen. Of, see, that's a good great question. Jake, are you a citizen of this of the United States? I don't know what he'll answer to that. Jake, do you drink your own urine? Okay, I don't know what he's going to say. Are you a are you are you a piss breath? I don't know what he's going to say. You ask him; those are good questions. I'm just giving you a couple right there. You can take credit for them. Hot Mike at eight ten whb dot com and and ask the questions. We'll pick out the five best and make us laugh or whatever else. Or if they're really good deep questions, ask him about uh, communicating with the great beyond. All kinds of shit. Okay talking and to animals i think he does that shit too whatever and so submit your questions and he'll be in studio in a week or two and we'll i'll ask him we'll spend uh, we'll spend hours as long as it takes to get through all of them and i'll ask him all these questions and we'll get them answered and i'll ask questions of my own so again if you want to reserve his book go to samurai of soul uh com which I, i i believe is legitimate I don't think he's trying to hack into your system, but who knows? Uh, there's there's parts there for blogs 
And the, so May 1st block coming soon. May 3rd block coming soon. May 5th block coming soon. Jake, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you some advice. Maybe, maybe let's not promote that the blog is coming soon when it's already a month past. And so I, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and tell you those blogs are not coming soon because the book took a couple of years. And so let's, that's, that maybe that's strike one on this website here. But then there's a nice bio uh, from Jake uh, talking about who he is, a very nice picture of him smiling. Samuraiofsoul.com to reserve the book that I've done my part to promote this this mysterious book. I don't even know what's in it, um, and so don't blame me. And then ask Jake anything. Submit your questions to the email address, hotmic at a10whb.com. Okay, a couple things besides that that I wanted to talk about in this very short, abbreviated episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. Uh, number one, I went to see Top Gun Maverick. I was excited, although I wasn't as excited, I think, as everyone else Every other, you know, child of the 80s. Because I was, you know, when, when this movie came out, I would have been 13 years old, going on 14, 13 years old in 86. I turned 14 at the end of 86. And so, yeah, I was right in my wheelhouse. And I loved it. You know, I love the soundtrack. I love Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. I love Take My Breath Away by Berlin, which won an Academy Award. All of it. It was great. Um... But, like, my wife was a lot more uh, excited about this because, and not so much for Tom Cruise, she's always been in love with Val Kilmer, as long as I've known her. From, uh, from Top Gun, of course, uh, she loved him. Um, Tombstone, his role in Tombstone drove her wild. Uh, and so she was excited to see this. Uh, one thing we did in anticipation of going to see this uh, Top Gun sequel is we watched a documentary about Val Kilmer, and I would I would encourage you to watch it. It was made in 2021. It's called Val, and for people that don't know, he's he's had a battle with uh, throat cancer. And if you've seen the movie, you know that they uh, they they worked that into the script, right? But it's true, and he can no longer really talk or anything like that, and he, he doesn't act in movies really much. And so this documentary, he has a bunch of footage from behind the scenes of a, a bunch of the movies he was in, including Top Gun. Some really interesting, cool shit. He, he was one of those guys, we all have one of those you know people in the past that always had a camcorder and recording shit. I guess he did that on all the movie sets. And so it's like a walk through his career and the movies that he did behind the scenes footage that he said he had never even looked at. He's had it in a box somewhere and he, and he pulled out. So, you know what? I'm going to share this with people. And so, uh, but he couldn't narrate the documentary. So he has his son narrating the documentary and he thought this is another, there'll be a great way to connect with his son and his daughter and to, and, and to, to show them about his life and his career. I will say this. It's very sad. It's really it's 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 somewhat somber, but it's very interesting if you like Val Kilmer. So we watched that, and so we kind of knew what to expect from Val Kilmer, and we were we were wondering how will they incorporate this into the storyline. I'm going to assume anyone that's listening to this at this point, you've already seen Top Gun Maverick, so don't start any shit. Ah, spoilers! Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. So in the movie, uh, Iceman is sick, right? But you see, he's a, he's like a fucking command. What command is he a commander? 
the command, whatever, okay? I don't know all the terms. But anyway, uh, he's big shit in Top Gun, the sequel. But they, they don't exactly tell you what he's battling, but he's, I think he's, you know, battling cancer and he can't really talk. And he makes one, he's, he's in one scene, and if you know the backstory to Val Kilmer, what he's really gone through, and you see this, it's, it's, it's extremely touching and well done. And then he, of course, passes away in the movie. Iceman passes away. But, uh, and there was like a little teary-eyed, and my wife was crying, and I said, hey, Val Kilmer's still alive. Iceman is dead, but that, I'm sorry. And so uh, that was one of the things that I really liked about the movie because I, I, it was, you know, and I, Val Kilmer has talked about or at least addressed in the, in the documentary about, you know, how, how he wishes he could still act and be in the movie, still have his voice, and he feels like he could have done some of his best work now in the later stages of his career. So I was glad that Tom Cruise found a way to incorporate Val Kilmer and Iceman into this movie. And the way they did it, I thought was very classy and awesome. And Val Kilmer got his, got his scene in the movie and it was great. And he was a pivotal, played a pivotal role in the movie. And so that was a big thumbs up. If you're a Val Kilmer fan, I liked that very much. Uh, the rest of the movie I thought was really, really good. It was, um, uh, tremendous action scenes, uh, edge of your seat stuff. I liked a lot of the characters, especially the new characters in it. I'm a fan of Miles Teller. I thought he was great as Rooster, uh, Goose's son with the fucking mustache. And if he doesn't show you that mustaches should be brought back in more prominent in our day and age, I don't know what else I could tell you. He had a very strong standalone mustache. I can't have that because I got too fat of a face and that it doesn't look right on me. So I got a full beard, but very good mustache for Miles Teller. But I was excited to see a couple of the new characters. Uh, Phoenix was played by Monica Barbaro and Glenn Powell played Hangman. Glenn Powell should be a fucking star because he was a big dick in this movie. And he kind of took on the, the dickish antagonist that Val Kilmer was in the original Top Gun, and he did it very well. But he's got the looks, he's got the attitude, and I had a chance to interview Monica Barbaro and Glenn Powell at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago before the Chiefs played the 49ers. That's how long this thing's been waiting on the fucking shelf to come out. And they were awesome, and so I was, you know, I interviewed them two years ago, and I wanted to see, uh, you know, what role they're going to play in the movies. And I thought they were both great. And and the other person that I thought was really, really good in the movie was Jennifer Connelly. And man, man, does she, she look great. I love Jennifer Connelly. And I saw someone, I'll steal this joke from Twitter. Someone said, uh, yeah, people are saying that Top Gun is nothing but propaganda. I agree. Cause I was taking a propaganda Jennifer Connelly up on the screen. Wasn't I? <laughs> Get it? Propaganda. Yeah. Ben thought it was funny. I thought it made me laugh out. It's not my joke. I stole it, but I thought it was good. But I, I thought she was awesome. The movie, double thumbs up, especially for anyone in my age range of 45 to 55 years old. If you if you lived it and you went and seen the first Top Gun and you loved it, you're going to love this one. Do you have to watch the first Top Gun uh, to enjoy this one? I took my son, Phil, and my daughters. They had no idea what the fuck was going on, but they liked the movie. But now they want to go back and watch the first Top Gun, so we'll probably do that. But I think you can enjoy this movie, especially the action sequences. Uh, and man, and they have great actors like John Hamm and Ed Harris. Underutilized Ed Harris. He's only like in a fucking scene or two. You got Ed Harris in this movie, put him back on the screen. So that was our only complaint right there. 
Good movie. I don't know how I feel about the new uh, theme from Lady Gaga. I wish they would have brought back Take My Breath Away from Berlin. They did have Kenny Loggins and Danger Zone start off uh, the movie, which gave you a rush of adrenaline right at the beginning when you hear Danger Zone. Uh, side note, Kenny Loggins recorded a new version of Danger Zone and offered it to the movie, and they said, no, thank you, and he got mad. Here's the deal, Kenny Loggins. I'm sorry, but no one wants to fucking hear you sing Danger Zone now. Because I haven't heard the new fucking version of it, but I'm going to guess it's not fucking good. Okay? Kind of like one of those things when you go see a, a popular band and they have not had a hit in 20 or 30 years. And they, hey, now it's a couple of time for a couple of songs off our new CD. You go into the fucking bathroom. Time to take a shit or go get some fucking popcorn or do both. Whatever. I don't want to hear that shit. I came here for the hits. Kenny Loggins, I appreciate it. We don't need to hear the fucking Danger Zone remix. We want to hear the original one. And we thank you for making every song of every movie in the 1980s. But uh, glad they did not use the new. And I'm not even going to. I might go listen to that to this podcast, whatever new version. But whatever it is, it can't be fucking good. Kenny Loggins is 70-some years old. And I don't want to hear him at that age singing Danger Zone now. I don't think it'll fit. So anyway, double thumbs up on Top Gun. A couple of the other things that I want to mention that I'm excited about. Okay, so I told you my wife is through the roof, excited about the new Top Gun. Here's the movie I've been waiting for probably for my whole fucking life. You guys know, anyone that knows me knows I love Elvis. Uh, my mother loved Elvis. Uh, I was raised an Elvis fan. I used to, uh, <laughs> I was an Elvis impersonator when I was a kid in high school for a talent show. I, I lip-synced four songs in full Elvis gear to uh, Aloha from Hawaii, his, uh, his famous uh, iconic concert. And so uh, I made a couple of pilgrimages to uh, Graceland. We went to Graceland for the year anniversary of his death back in 1978. I took my sons there. It's weird. I got a lot of Elvis shit. I got a lot of Elvis books. I did a lot of book reports about how Elvis could still be alive until... My teachers told me, stop fucking doing your book reports about Elvis being alive. So then I started doing book reports about who really shot JFK. I had a lot of issues when I was a kid. Those are the two things I like to talk about and read about and write about. And so I'm going off topic, whatever. So the Elvis movie is coming out June 24th. And it's uh, Boz Lorman who directed uh, Moulin Rouge, which oddly enough is my wife's favorite movie of all time. He's the director, so it's going to be a musical spectacle, spectacular. Uh, Austin Butler plays Elvis. I was very skeptical about him playing Elvis. Uh, one of the guys that was up for the role is Harry Styles, and my daughter's all pissed off that he didn't get the role because she loves Harry Styles, but whatever. And Harry Styles also impersonated Elvis when he was a kid, so maybe he deserved the role. But for what I'm looking at, Austin Butler did a great job. Uh, Tom Hanks plays Colonel Tom Parker, and in some of the previews, he kind of sounds like uh, he, he, he kind of sounds like Goldmember from Austin Powers. Remember Goldmember? He used to eat his own skin, you know, and very nice, yeah, shit. It, so it's like, it's just, I don't know if I can take this fucking serious because he sounds like Goldmember, but it, and he looks like Colonel Tom Parker, but that's what it is. So whatever. It's Tom Hanks. He's a multi Academy Award winner. Who am I to say what his accent should be? And so when I saw the preview for this thing. I, w I was almost in tears. I'm, I will shit you not. It looks so good to me. And it goes from, you know, Elvis as a kid, young Elvis, all the way to old Elvis, you know, Elvis on painkillers, all this shit. 
It looks so good. And I have such high expectations that I know I'm going to be let down. It's two hours and 38 minutes. I'll fucking go see this movie four or five times at the movie theater. I don't care. I cannot wait. I will do a solo podcast after I see this movie for the first time on June 24th. I cannot wait. And now they've got a, a, a big soundtrack where all these different people have uh, contributed and done Elvis songs. Jack White who's one of my favorite living performers. He's on the soundtrack, and so I can't wait for it. It's, just, it's a companion to the movie. Oh, I can't wait for this thing. It's going to be awesome. And so June 24th, that comes out. And I was also further enthused by this because uh, Priscilla Presley, and then especially Lisa Marie, he really doesn't talk very much and is not very present on social media, especially since her son tragically passed away. Uh, she did these long posts and said she saw the movie, and she says it finally... It's finally something that pays the proper tribute to her dad and her family, and they capture the essence of Elvis. And so Priscilla Scylla was totally behind it. She loves it. Lisa Marie loves it. And everyone that was close to Elvis, they love it. And they say, yeah, they, they, they nailed it. Home run, out of the park. If you don't like Elvis, then don't bitch about it. Don't go see it. Fuck it, okay? But if you like Elvis or love Elvis, this looks like a movie that's going to be awesome, and I can't wait. And I just don't want to be let down. I don't want to be disappointed. But it's, it's, it's going to be two hours, two and a half hours of Elvis. So how can I be disappointed? And so we'll do a podcast after that. And so June 24th, circle your calendars. Go watch the trailer right now on YouTube. Just put an Elvis trailer. You watch it and tell me that doesn't get you fired up. Okay? So there's what I'm looking forward to in the movies. And then uh, also coming up, what I've been watching on the TV that I wanted to mention real quick. Uh, number one, we have finished... A couple of TV shows we were watching. Uh, Lincoln Lawyer on Netflix. I will recommend that. Although some people got pissed off because the the title character, Mickey Holler from the books, the Lincoln Lawyer books, uh, he, they, he's, he's now uh, Mexican-American uh, in this series. But that's what I like about it because I'm Mexican-American. So now I can identify with Lincoln Lawyer, and I loved it. The Matthew McConaughey movie, uh, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked the uh, the TV series better. I think it was eight episodes. We already finished, or ten, we already finished uh, uh, the first uh, season. And so Lincoln Lawyer on uh, on Netflix. And so watch that. The other thing that we finished watching, it's weird. It's on a new channel called Free V, but you can get it through Amazon Prime. You guys have heard me talk about one of my favorite TV shows, Bosch, about uh, Harry Bosch. Uh, the series of novels by the same author, Michael Connolly, that, that wrote uh, Lincoln Lawyer, right? Same universe. But Bosch, played by the wonderful actor Titus Welliver, I love this fucking show. And you should go back and watch Bosch. I think it was five or six seasons. Love it. LAPD, Homicide Detective. You know what? It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, maybe it's like Law and Order if they can cuss and there's sex and more violence. But I'll, it's great. And I think uh, Titus Welliver as Harry Bosch is one of my favorite characters ever in tv probably top 10 or top 15 number one of course tony soprano played by the late great james gandolfini but but harry bosch played by titus Rolliver. he might be in my top 10 top 15 for sure anyway there's a spinoff 
called uh, Bosch Legacy, where he's quit the LAPD and now he's a private investigator. And he kind of works for Honey Chandler, who's played by Mimi Rogers, ex-wife of Tom Cruise, who, of course, was in Top Gun, uh, Mavericks. Yeah, I bring this shit full circle for you. But were they really married or was that just a thing that the Church of Scientology put together to fool us? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want that church on my ass. I've seen the documentary, so I take that back. Let's go back to Mimi Rogers as Honey Chandler. And then, uh, and, is, and so then she's in it, and she's, because uh, she was a character in the Bosch TV series. And then uh, his daughter, Maddie, who he calls Mads, she's now a rookie uh, LA uh, cop. And so, and, and so it's just, it's just more of Bosch being a fucking badass and fucking people up and solving shit as a private investigator and saying fuck you to the system because that's what I like. So watch that. It's on freebie. It's gone through 10 episodes, first season's done, but you watch it through Amazon Prime. So maybe hopefully that's not too confusing. Now, the other thing I'll tell you to watch on Paramount Plus, I know there's, there's I think there's already seven or eight episodes out. I'm only made it to the first three episodes, but I fucking love it. It's called The Offer. And it's about the story of how the movie The Godfather was made. And Miles Teller, again, Miles Teller, who played Goose's son, Rooster, in Top Gun Maverick, he's the star of the offer again, bringing it full circle because I'm a fucking professional. So you watch this. He is a, uh, he, he's, he's a, he's a, like a, he works as a programmer and his, and his neighbor is uh is a, is a tv writer for tv shows and uh his name's al ruddy and he goes to a hollywood party that his neighbor invites him to and he's around it and, and it's at the chateau marmont uh and and he he meets the lady that owns it and they fall in love whatever this sounds stupid but he decides he wants to get into hollywood into into tv or in, into film and so him and another guy that he meets uh, they end up uh, going and presenting a, a pitch to uh, some executives, and they and they pitch uh, an idea that ends up becoming Hogan's Heroes, which was one of my dad's favorite TV shows when I was a kid that it would make me watch. And I'll be honest, I fucking hated it, except for when you know shows. I see nothing. I like that, but other than that, I didn't want to fucking watch it. And so, uh, so that's how he gets his foot in the door. But it's also the the high high powered. Uh, movie mogul producer Robert Evans, Bob Evans. Watch that documentary. This guy was fucking all over the place, literally. <laughs> what I mean when I say that, and uh, and you know he was at that point was dating Ali McGraw and gave her the role in the movie Love Story, the classic movie with Ryan O'Neill. But anyway, it's a behind the scenes of how and and, and so then and then Mario Puzo, you know, who wrote The Godfather as a struggling author who can't sell any of his books and then somehow comes up with the idea to write a book about the mafia, The Godfather, right? And then it gets optioned by Paramount, they pick it up. And so long story short, uh Al Ruddy, he Bob Evans puts him to be the producer of The Godfather to try to get it made through all these obstacles. And so so far it's awesome. It's about how they decide that they want Al Pacino to be Michael, but nobody in the studio wants him because he's an unknown. And this actor, this unknown actor, they got to play Al Pacino. It's fucking creepy because it's like a, a young Al Pacino. I haven't got to the point in the series where Brando comes in, but they're battling to try to get um, you know Marlon Brando to be the godfather in the movie. Uh, the, the New York mafia, they're pissed off. Because they really don't want this movie to come out because they think it'll make the mob look bad or Italians look bad. And so uh, uh, it kind of chronicles through that Joe Colombo, 
uh, is, is he's 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 one of the one of the uh, heads of the families that doesn't want this movie made until he kind of makes a deal with Ruddy. You have to watch that. And then Frank Sinatra, the guy that got to play Frank Sinatra, I thought was fucking terrible. Doesn't look like him. Doesn't talk like him. But again, whatever. It can't be perfect. But anyway, Sinatra's all pissed off because, you know, the, there's a character that we all remember in The Godfather that uh, is, is kind of a crying, whining, sniveling, uh, you know, singer that shows up at, you know, Connie's wedding. Remember Johnny Fontaine? And then, uh, you know, you know, the Godfather tells him to be a fucking man. And so he wants that role in the movie. And, they, you know, that leads to the horse's head in the fucking producer's bed. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, Sinatra was pissed off because he didn't like that character and thought it was him and it made him look bad. And so he's trying to get the movie or trying to get the, the, the movie stopped from being made. All this stuff. And it sounds that maybe doesn't sound great as a TV show, but it's 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 incredible. And I like it because I respect the history of Hollywood and, and I love seeing about how things worked back then and how they made these movies. And so if you like The Godfather, if you like stories about old Hollywood, it's really, really fucking interesting. We've loved it so far. Like I said, we're three episodes in. It's called The Offer on Paramount+. Plus, and I think if you watch it, you'll like it. And it's it's crazy about how close so many times uh, the Godfather came to not being made and how, how many people were against it and how many people were against Al Pacino playing Michael. And they wanted Ryan O'Neal to fucking play Michael. What the fuck? How about Danny Thomas? They, Danny Thomas wanted to be the Godfather. Wanted to be Don Corleone. That would have been shit. And so it, it's very, very interesting. And we're three episodes in, so I would, that was my other... Uh, uh, that is my other uh, recommendation for you to watch the offer on Paramount Plus. I'm all talked out. Ben acts like I'm fucking crazy because I'm going off on all these fucking rants about everything that I watch. But I love it. I'm passionate about these things. And that's why hopefully you listen to this podcast and you watch it. Don't forget to download the podcast uh, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple, whatever. Also, you can subscribe, like and subscribe to all that stuff on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, the more that you subscribe and the more that you listen, the more the download, then maybe we can up this thing to two episodes a week. But I'm going to have to get more money from that, Ben. I'm fucking doing it for the same thing, all right? That's right. Ben says, yes, line our pockets, like, subscribe, be a part of the family. And who knows, maybe someday I'll pull you right out of there and put you in this studio, and you could be a guest on Hot Mike with SSJ. Don't forget, submit your questions. Ask Jake anything for an upcoming episode. Send your questions to Hot Mike, H-O-T-M-I-C, Hot Mike at 810WHB.com. Until... Next episode, I think I'm going to take a volume. My name's Stephen St. John, and the microphone is off. Hello there. It is me. I am totally Stephen St. John, and this is my counterpart, Nate Bucati. Listen to the Border Patrol every weekday morning with me, totally Stephen St. John, and this, Nathaniel Bucata. Well said. <laughs>